Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. This episode is brought to you by Guardian Nation. Guardian Nation is the community for devoted gun people focused on guarding themselves, their families, homes, and communities. We hope that you'll check it out and consider joining. Whether it be for the monthly training and drill videos, discounts on products in their store, the monthly Guardian Nation Live broadcast with top industry professionals, or the quarterly box of hand-picked Guardian gear, there's something for everyone in becoming a member of Guardian Nation. Check it out at GuardianNation.com. Welcome back, everybody. Another week of Not Your Average Gun Girls. I hope everyone's having a good week so far. Amy, how are you? I am doing fantastic. And yes, it is great to be back with everybody. How are you doing, Em? Doing all right. Doing okay. Like just, you know, I feel like days are going. So it's just, I don't really want to say this, but I feel like it's going to be the end of the year, like real soon. Like Christmas. It will. It'll be here before we know it. (laughs) I don't even want to think about Christmas. And I think I saw like Halloween candy out already, which I think is a bit absurd. That's a bit absurd. Like, come on. Well, I guess let's see what's between now and Halloween. There's not really, there's nothing. There isn't really one. So I guess they could go ahead and start. Halloween, thanks. Up. Yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving, then, then Christmas. Well, okay. I don't, we need to stop that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it one bit. Um, I'm so excited because we have one of our favorites back on the show, Miss Crystal Dunn. How are you? Hi, darling. I'm good. I'm so excited to be back with you, girlies. And we were just saying how much we all need to get together again yeah, soon. Seriously. And I love it. I feel like now you're like a resident Not Your Average Gun Girl um, host <laughs> or a guest on our show. And I love it. I love having you on the show. Yeah. We're usually doing this live and in person, though, when we see you. So this is a new way to yeah. do it. Yeah. This is totally different. I love it. <laughs> you got to experience what we go through before we record a podcast yeah. in oh, terms yeah. of all yeah. of our technical and just ridiculous issues that we have and how many times have we been doing this and we still have them. That's just the way that it is. I know. It's just the way the podcasting world goes. (laughs) Well, Crystal, uh, for those that don't know you, your competition shooter, what's been going on since, uh, catch us up since we saw you last. I think SHOT Show was the last time we saw you. So it's been a few months. What's been going on? Oh my God. God. Has it been that long? I think so. It's so great. You know, with social media and everything these days, I feel like you feel like, has it been that long? I feel like I'm like totally always watching you girls travel the country and like you said, with the technical stuff, I hope everybody out there knows how much work you guys put into this, which is awesome. This is a great podcast. So um, yeah, shooting is in full swing right now. Uh, I just got done with three weekends in a row of uh, major matches. So we have smaller club matches like on the weekend that's just kind of local. But then we had uh, the Minnesota State match, the sectional, and then we had our regional one in called Area 3 in Nebraska. And then we just had the Wisconsin one yesterday. So I'm exhausted. I'm happy for a break. Uh, I think I think next weekend, maybe some boating with some friends and some lounging by the pool for a little bit. And take a weekend <laughs> off. Sounds like. Yes. Yeah, exactly. What, uh, what are you shooting? You're shooting PCC? No, you know what? I'll shoot a little PCC for fun here and there. There's a couple of like uh, PCC-only matches or kind of PCCs mixed in. Uh, but in my pistol matches, I'm shooting a CZ um, or I'll shoot a different division with a tan folio. So I'm, I'm just kind of shooting all the guns right now, all the calibers, <laughs> getting it all in. D, are you like <laughs> building up to one big match? Is there like the big kahuna of 
shooting competitions <laughs> that everybody tries to get to? Yes. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. So there is uh, nationals every year and sometimes they'll put different divisions together. Um, so depending on what kind of gun you shoot, like if you shoot more of like an out of the box gun, like your Glocks and your M&Ps and that kind of thing, then you'd be in one division and so on and so forth. Uh, so this year they're kind of a little split up. So there's one coming up in Utah in the fall and then another one coming up in uh, Florida in the fall. And then every three years, they have like a little mini Olympics, which is really cool, called the World Shoot. And I think the next one's in Thailand. <sighs> They've had it in France. Like it's all, yeah, it's all over. It's really cool. So that's that's every, yeah, it's every three or four years. And uh, not a lot of people from the, from this country go. I've never I've never been before, but that's kind of like the, the ultimate thing that they have. So is that World's when you go to Thailand? Yeah, like world shoot world, something like that. Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine like everyone rolling into Thailand with all their firearms. Thank you. I was just about <laughs> oh, yeah. to ask, how in the world does that work when you go to countries that, I don't know, I don't know if you can have guns in Thailand or not, but how yeah. does that work? No, you're absolutely right. It's a huge thing. It's a big deal. Even when people go on a yearly basis to European matches or they just had the rifle world shoot. So like rifle only literally got done like a couple days ago. Uh, we had some really cool girls and uh, guys from our country go over to shoot and compete. Um, and they actually, well, Becky, you did the show with Becky. Becky yeah. was over there for that. Yeah, but I think that was in Sweden. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy, but they, it's a big thing. So luckily, whoever's putting it on will find out kind of the local laws and things that they have to do. When it was in France, it was kind of a big deal. Um, well, yeah, because there's places you can't have a handgun. I mean, yeah, like rifles, shotguns, maybe a little bit more lenient for hunting purposes, but there's a lot of countries you can't even own a handgun. So do they just not have pistol competitions in those countries? Yeah. Well, it's it's crazy. So, like, you have to do – you fill all this paperwork and get all this approval before you oh go. And then even then, you still – like, if you have a layover somewhere, there's that scary chance that maybe you're going to get th- – it's happened That's to people. Crazy. There's been competitors getting thrown in jail for a little while before. What? Uh, yeah. Like, not a lot, but it's happened. You hear some stories back in the day of some stuff. It's scary. Yeah. Um, and then you, like, have your lawyer on standby. Like, please know the laws of every place I have a layover. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and you know, it's funny when you say about handguns. When I was in Australia, I shot a match in Australia. So super cool. They can have handguns, no long guns. I know. They they like did a buyback program for all the, their long guns, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So that was really interesting going over there. And some people would uh, leave and go to New Zealand for like three gun competitions if they wanted to shoot, you know, long guns because they could only have pistols. Um, so, but that's like a, not a thing anymore, but (laughs) that's what they would do for a while. That's so interesting. Well, good luck with all of your competitions. It's exciting. I live vicariously through you. Speaking of watching each other on social media, I love to watch your travels and (laughs) see what you're up to. I think I saw something the other day. You said back at training again, and you were back at it. So oh, you're yeah. in like full full swing training and competition yeah. mode right now. Yeah, yeah. Middle of summer when it's just hot as can be. That's when we're all out there making sure that we're uh, shooting and going <laughs> to matches. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, besides the sh- shooting aspect and all that other fun stuff you do, you also own your own spa or beauty bar. I don't know, boutique, Yeah, all those things that they're calling it th- these days. There's so many things. What yep. did you just did? You recently just did a whole makeover of it. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was about a year ago. We expanded, uh, built out a new space completely, added on staff and like moved and yeah, took it to a new level. <laughs> Good for you. That's awesome. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I saw you expanded stuff for Alexo too, didn't you? You got like a huge warehouse. Well, yes. We are now no longer shipping out of our garage. My husband is very <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> he was a one-man well, shipping Amazon station, uh, obviously, right. when we first Everyone's started Everyone's got to start this. like somewhere. But yeah, we moved to a fulfillment center, yep. which has like changed our lives. It helped. It freed us up to you know focus on the things you need to focus on as, as business owners. But yeah, that was a huge blessing to be able to upgrade to a fulfillment center last year or so. It's been very Absolutely. nice. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that is so cool. Well, <laughs> we wanted to have you on because we had a conversation about this not too long ago. Something kind of scary happened in yes. your office. Yeah. And I think you have a really interesting perspective on being prepared now that this event happened. So we wanted you to come on and tell our audience uh, what happened maybe a couple of months ago at your office. Yeah. Um, it was. It was scary. Uh, so... Um, I was at work and I have three employees that are um, fantastic girls, but they're all a little bit younger and um, they were uh, all working. We had a guy, there's, there's a liquor store kind of by our salon. And so there was a guy who came up um, kind of out of nowhere and walked into the salon, started asking um, you, you could just tell like right away, kind of like, as I say, like my spidey senses went off, my spidey senses started tingling and I just knew that something wasn't right. Like he just really didn't seem like he was in there for any purpose other than just kind of poking around. Um, so we started asking like what kind of services we do and if we do nails. Um, and my one employee was standing up front and said no. And then he just immediately started kind of trying to just make conversation and ask questions. Well, then he started with the like, you're so gorgeous and you're this and you're that. And he's like tapping aggressively on the desk, like, you know, trying to get her attention. Yeah. And just, she got so uncomfortable, but like, didn't know what to do. Um, and kind of really common mistake that we later learned, uh, turned her attention away from him, just kind of put her head down and like, you know, just went back to what she was doing, but not what you want to do, right? You want to face it head on. Um, so I stood up and was like, Hey, like, you, you know, I'm sorry, we can't help you. You need to go. And he started yelling at me and pointing. And I was like, you know, I'm going to call the cops. Like you really, you need to go now. And he did one of those like neck, you know, finger over the neck, over the throat kind of thing. And yeah, flipped me off. And he like, it was like, uh, what's going to happen now? It's so, like, it was kind of this weird thing where, and then he started acting like he was going to like charge at me because I was trying to usher him towards the door from where I was standing. And he was doing one of those, you know, challenging, like one foot out of the door, one foot in the door and, um, you know, pointing and yelling and it was just crazy. And so I, we finally, I was like, you need to go now. I'm calling the police and pick, you know, act like I was going to pick up my phone, but there was a split second there where I, he had the, the full on crazy eyes. Like I thought he was coming at me. Um, so it just so happened that uh, I have some clients who are detectives for the mm -hmm. city that we have our business in. And so we, you know, called them, they came in and they were, they were great, but he came back a little while later and went to the liquor store and was just sitting outside of our salon in between, you know, drinking and hanging out. So I was getting nervous that, you know, you always read about how people go back and just work up the nerve to try to come in and do something. Um, and of course that day, I was didn't have my Alexas on. I wasn't carrying. I didn't have anything on me. So it was definitely uh, unnerving to experience what it's like to truly be defenseless. And even my my you know the the cops when they came, they were like, "Well, yeah. I mean, we could get here in three minutes, but things happen in three seconds." Well, and so, he was there, just right. lingering. So of course, like you don't know, like you don't know what his intentions are and what he's going to do. What so is. three minutes, like that's three minutes from the time you make that phone call, and before you make that phone call. 
you know, you're something's going to happen. So you're going to sit around and wait for that to happen. Yeah, totally. Uh, that was the the scariest part about it. Like I said, it was just that, that feeling of defenselessness that like you have no control over a situation and you don't know what somebody's going to do. And it's so easy when people think it's not going to happen to them. It will like at some point, somebody will come into your space and make you uncomfortable. And that's the worst part about it. It's, um, I think I've had situations in the past where I've maybe been somewhere in public and encountered someone who is making me uncomfortable. And it was um, something where you can just kind of evade and get away from them. It's a totally different story when somebody comes into your space. You know, what are you supposed to do? Um, so I definitely have made some changes at work, made, you know, a point of, you know, carrying uh, on a normal daily basis, building that in. It's a, it's a habit. It's a routine. I think you think you'll carry when you're in a certain situation or, oh, if I go downtown or, oh, if I whatever, but that's not when things happen, right? Like accidents are closest to home with cars. This is something that can happen in your daily life when you least expect it. So nobody, you, I guess it described your, I guess, layout uh, just in general of your, of your, of your boutique. So it's just like in, like you just have a door that you walk in and then you're in your, in your um, salon, just like I would think like most other salons, there's no barrier. There's no um, like foyer or anything like that. Sure. Yeah, correct. So it's kind of more of a like horizontal layout. It's, it's spread kind of from side to side. So you would, it's all glass in the front and uh, lots of windows. So you, you walk in, and there's, you know, a client waiting area to the side. So there's definitely some clients sitting there and they're noticing the interaction, getting uncomfortable. And that's what made me think that this guy, he had to have probably been on something or already drunk because he comes into a salon full of, I don't know, there's maybe eight people in there and he's just acting crazy. So there was, you know, my employees behind the front desk. So there's that little bit of a barrier, uh, but she's also kind of trapped back there. There's a wall behind her and to her side. Um, and then I, me and one of my other employees are at our stations working on clients' brows at the time. Um, so it, it was definitely a, a thing where we felt kind of trapped in there, right? Whatever, if he was to come at us, is there's one exit and he's standing between us and the exit. Um, wow. Yeah. So that was crazy. So it, it was it well, an experience. Was there, a, was there a point in time where you the thought crossed your mind, if this were to escalate, what am I going to do? Yeah, definitely. Because, um, I definitely (laughs) think I have a, like a much stronger fight than flight response. And, um, you know, I've got three girls, you know, younger girls in there who are terrified and they don't really know de-escalation and how to handle this and everything. And then I've got clients there. So at the end of the day, like I'm the owner, I feel responsible for everybody and their safety. Um, so Mm -hmm. I was definitely kind of, you know, trying to stand up and puff my chest out a little bit, like use my deepest, like assertive voice, like get out. <laughs> um, and yeah, I truly, honestly, I thought about it more after the fact, but at the time I think it was more just like, say, I'm going to stand here and I don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to try to get you out the door, but if you charge at me or if you, whatever, I mean, I guess I'll deal with it as that comes, but I'm going to stand in front of you and, or in between you and any of my employees or clients. Yeah. So do any of your, so none of the girls that were working the front any prior firearms, self-defense kind of training, anything like that? No, no. And that's a good point. So I called uh, a good friend of mine who does a lot of of that firearms training, self-defense training, that kind of thing. I called him that day. Uh, he came up and made sure that just, you know, everybody was, was cool and Um, he actually was so kind that he offered to do a self-defense class with us and the girls were all about it. They were so excited. They, they want to take future ones, but everything just from 
de-escalation techniques to how to use pepper spray to, you know, what would you say? Where would you go? Have a plan. So he came into our salon, you know, he even had the pads. So we got to do little basic kind of here's how to elbow somebody and get away from them kind of thing. So it was, it was great. It was really practical. And I, and I think if nothing else, he was like, you know what, the girls just have the confidence now uh, of what to do. And I, and I also told the girls, I go, you know, sometimes it's okay to just say like, you, you can be a, a little assertive and even feel like you're being a bit of a biatch and just be like, no, you need to go. You've made me uncomfortable. Yeah. It's time to go. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I've talked about this in different um, avenues of when, when we're talking about just women in general and, and being able to uh, protect ourselves and defend ourselves. Just the fact that like, you know, a, as women, we kind of feel that we, if we, do use our voice or, or if we are a little bit cold or mean, you know, everyone's going to turn around and be like, Oh, you're such a bitch. Like, but really call me whatever you want, because I don't know what's happening in that one second that I'm, that I might be feeling, um, threatened or something by you. And I don't really care if I hurt your feelings. And, and I think it's like, I think that's how we, you know, that's how we're raised. We're raised to be ladies and be kind and have manners. So we just want to, Mm -hmm. to be nice and and not be that way to people. But I think in these situations, it's completely okay to just use your voice and like, Hey, well, you know, like if, if there's anything off, just turn it on, turn on, find like that inner, like, yeah just beast and do whatever you need to do because you just have no idea. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if, if you misread the situation either. Like it's okay to misread the situation. And then if someone thinks you're crazy, but you had a weird sense about something, and then even if you do misinterpret it and you do happen to be rude to somebody, but it's still like that you're paying attention to that voice and you're paying attention to that sense. Like you never know mm-hmm. when it can save you in the future. So we have to stop worrying about what people think and what they what they might say to us and just go with that intuition that we it's a god-given intuition to say hey something doesn't seem right right this second and you know deal with it accordingly oh absolutely and i feel like any normal person is going to respect that like oh wow i even unintentionally i've made somebody else feel uncomfortable and they're reacting this way like i need to back off right and if somebody doesn't then you know that that person it just isn't somebody that you want to be dealing with at that uh, right. moment. Um, I feel like one of the funnest things and also the most practical, important things that we did is when uh, my friend came in to train with us, almost like Carrie Guard, I feel like I got the most out of when we did like role-playing stuff. Um, and so he did some role-playing with my girls and he really talked about like, you know, how quickly it goes from everything's fine to like, wow, now it's too far. Um, and how you're saying like with with, you know, ladies, we've been – taught we're supposed mm-hmm. to kind of be, you know, a certain way, but also now put it in a customer service position where you're even more supposed to be nice and kind of accommodating. Um, and I, I don't know exactly what the statistics are, but I know like people being in workplaces and that kind of thing end up getting kind of pushed a little far and, and taken advantage of. So he did a couple of funny things where he'd like walk up to the desk with them and say just something absolutely crazy. And then he, I mean, by one of my girls, he had like literally already pushed into the office before she even objected and said anything, <laughs> but it was kind of a good thing to show them like where and when uh, you need to um, take a stand and say something and be assertive and and how to uh, either evade or deescalate or or take care of that situation. Right. Because as I, as, or as you said, like there is that fine line between um, that customer service and running your business versus, you know, just if you're walking down, down the street and who cares if you hurt somebody's feelings. Because I noticed like, I feel like that's, 
put you or put businesses in such a vulnerable, vulnerable spot, because literally like for, for most salons, like salons or boutiques, like any of those places you enter, the only thing that separates you from somebody is like yeah, the door. And so I know like there is a yoga spot that I used to go to that they're no longer open, but I used to go to a late uh, yoga class at like 830. And it wasn't in the it, it was what DC would call like up and coming neighborhood. So like there were still like <laughs> some shady characters around, sure. but I always hated, um, I could never like really like relax during that yoga class because yeah. the door was unlocked and I just kept thinking like at any point, because the owner was the person also teaching the class. So there was not, not there was not okay. another person manning like the front desk, so to speak. And so if the door was unlocked and she's teaching, walking us through some um, yoga moves, she, by the time like someone comes in, like I know that's like so kind of paranoid of me to think that way, but like I used to think that, and I'm yeah, like, because well, I know no. the neighborhood and I know what could potentially happen around here, and it's like I remember, you know, I finally said to her, I said, Do you, "Would it be okay if like during class you just locked the door?" I said, "It would make me feel more comfortable. It's night, it's dark. I don't know what's sure, going on." Well, so yeah. I think like. There's that for for small business owners and salon owners and things like that, where you you know just have that door and you have to be willing and open to accept new customers. Absolutely, it's scary well, to. It's it's funny that you say that because right after this, uh, well, not right after this was recently, um, but I think right after you texted me about coming on here, um, we were getting some new stuff in the salon and I had gotten some Ikea stuff just for some shelving and storage, right? So I go get the stuff and I decide to put it together one night. So I'm basically in my salon probably, I don't know, about midnight by myself. Right. And at night, because my salon front is all windows, you can't see outside. It's really bright in there and it's really dark outside. And I just wanted to stay there and kind of knock it out, get everything put together and be done. Um, all of a sudden I'm like putting this together and somebody taps on the glass like really aggressively. <laughs> oh yeah. And it's like midnight, right? So I whip around with my fists up, like didn't even think about it. Like didn't mean to, I just whip around with my fists up and I go open the door and it was a, it was a local PD. It was a local cop. And he was like, whoa, you were going to fight me through the glass. And I was like, I was like, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. He was like, no, that's awesome. That's not normally the, uh, the reaction that we get. But he was like, I, I saw your car bar, uh, backed in here because I was unloading stuff. And he's like, I just want to check on you and make sure that the door was closed and locked. And he was like, so I figured you either were the owner or like the slowest burglar in history. So he came just to check on us. But it was funny because it was that like, like you said, you know, you're, you're there, it's dark, it's late, you know, having the door locked, paying, but then also paying attention to your surroundings, um, makes a, makes a big difference. He caught me a little off guard. <laughs> right. So what are some tips that you would give some other business owners that, um, you know, might find themselves in this situation and, or to kind of prepare for, um, you know, owning a business like this and, and potential threats that could literally like walk through the door? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I can say that I made the mistake of not really ever addressing it with my staff before this day happened. I'm so glad I was there. I shudder to think what would happen if I wasn't. Just well, like I wonder, how- I, not to cut you off, but I wonder though, if that, is that a conversation that people even have as, you know, as business owners? Like, right. I feel like unless it's something that's like in the forefront of your mind as part of like your business plan or your mindset, Yeah. what, 
I mean, I don't know if that. I think we're seeing it more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're seeing more and more now business owners being proactive because, mm-hmm. I mean, this day and age, it's almost not even a question of when or if it's going to happen. Like, it's a question of when is this going to happen? And that's, you know, we just had Jeff Houston on uh, from Tax from 7 a couple 7, of weeks yeah. ago because the same thing, like, he's getting more and more requests from business owners wanting to come in and put a plan in place before something happens. So I think we're seeing it a lot more. I definitely don't think it's the norm yet to do that kind of training, but I think we're starting to see it more and more for companies that have the budget to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I I think I've had a few clients that work in more of like a corporate office setting and they've been having some kind of emergency training, you know, what would you do kind of thing, the, you know, uh, flee if you can, if not rush and fight, that kind of deal. Um, So, but yeah, I think having conversations with them and I think if you can, like it was so amazing having Craig come into our workplace, uh, and do that so he could see our surroundings, our layout, and it's not hypothetical. It's like, okay, if somebody comes in here, this is where you go. Here's our plan. Here's what we do. Um, so I think that that's something that as a business owner, I would definitely say, talk to your staff, let them know it's okay. Like, Hey, you're not going to get in trouble. Um, you know, if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, I definitely want you to diffuse that situation. Um, and then, and then, like I said, if you can go that extra step and bring somebody in for training to help them, you know, here's how you talk to people. Here's how you get them out. If not, here's where you go. Here's how you get away. And here's how you yeah. fight, you know, last, last, uh, last resort. Here's how you fight. I think that's a great thing just to open up the conversation first with everybody and just giving them permission. You yeah. know, when we took a course um, with our Navy SEAL buddies not too long ago, they gave up, they started the course off by saying, we give you permission. In this case, it was permission to be violent, but you know, it's like, we give you permission, uh, just basically to go with your instincts. And sometimes that's all people need is to hear that. Look, I give you permission. If somebody makes you feel uncomfortable to say something to them, you know, because it kind of goes against the grain of that old adage of wanting to be great in customer service and always put on a smile. The customer is always right. Well, the customer's not always right when they're making you feel uncomfortable, you know, yeah. inebriated or on some kind of drug or something, which, you know, it's hard to tell, but goodness, if you just get that sense that maybe something's not right. Yeah. It's good to give them permission to say, well, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You, you'll, you have no problem doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like you said, sometimes it's okay to be like, who cares what they're going to label you as, or even if you're maybe. Mm-hmm. overreacting a little bit. Any normal person is going to realize they've crossed a line and, and back off. And of if not, then you're, then you're not overreacting. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. So now that you are carrying with you every day, what, what are you carrying on your body? Um, so I know that they say that the most, the best way to do it is to be consistent about it, right. To have it in the same place and train with that. Um, as, as Emily, you know, because you're with your blog and everything, like Fashion, of course, plays a plays a role for girls. So, um, depending on what I'm wearing, I feel like most often appendix ends up being uh, the best. But occasionally, or if it's winter and I can layer a little heavier, sometimes it's more comfortable for me, especially while I'm working to carry on kind of back hip. Well, yeah, because you're sitting down a lot, aren't you? And, when, and like when leaning doing, over. Yeah, and you're leaning over. Not the most yeah, comfortable absolutely. thing for appendix carry. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So that would make sense then, because I can imagine. Yes leaning over somebody while you're working on their brows or something for a long yeah, period of time. Exactly. Like kind of, yeah, right. Pushing right into you all day. What's the, what's your favorite carry gun? 
Uh, I have switched over to the Sig P365, and I do really like that guy. Everyone's joining that bandwagon. Everyone. I'm going to pick mine up tomorrow. (laughs) I love it. I'm so excited. (laughs) There's a lot of good ones out there, and I think it's whatever you can comfortably uh, carry and shoot. And I just – that little guy, it's got great capacity – um, and it shoots pretty accurately for a small little gun. I just, I really, yeah. really like that one a lot. And it's not super whippy. You know, yeah. people don't realize that little tiny micro compact mm. guns can be real whippy. And a lot of women are one of the biggest reasons I hear all the time that they're scared of shooting is because they don't like the kickback and yeah. they don't realize. So they go for the smaller guns, not really <laughs> realizing sometimes that that smaller gun means that power has nowhere else to go except for blowback in your hands, you know, yeah. so you got to really practice with it to learn how to control it and to control the, uh, the recoil and the muzzle rise and all that good stuff. So I like that. You said you had the 238, right? It cut out just a little bit. Um, the Sig P365, but I do have oh, the 365. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. But I, but I you have, do a, have a 238 or a 938. I do have a 238 with a little white pearl handle. Okay. Yeah. That was a little bit of my girly side going, oh, it has a white pearl handle. It's pretty. <laughs> it looks like a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, having nine millimeter, having that carry capacity, uh, and like you said, how well it shoots. Cause yeah, it's, it's simple physics. It's like, you know, the more mass and metal or polymer right. that you have, the softer shooting something's going to be, but somehow they've able to, they've been able to put that gun together to make it actually really nice shooting and comfortable to carry. Yeah. It's a fantastic option. Well, Crystal, thank you so much for sharing your story and for Yay. sharing your tips because I know there's somebody else out there that can benefit a lot from, from what you told them and hopefully gain some knowledge on how to handle a situation if they find themselves in that as well. So let everybody know where they can go follow you on social media if they're not already doing so. Absolutely. Um, I'm Crystal, K-R-Y-S-T-A-L dot done, D-U-N-N. So just at Crystal dot done on Instagram. Uh, I try to put stuff out there about everything from competitions to experiences like this to carrying. And I'm so glad that you girls had me on and that I could talk about this because I, you don't realize that it you could happen to you till it does. <laughs> right. And then what, and if uh, anyone's in Minnesota, where can they go if they need to get some brow work or lashes or any of that good stuff done? You're so sweet. Come to Brow Bella. We are ready to take on anything that comes through the door. <laughs> we'll, we'll need to schedule a little shooting and spa um, weekend for sure. Yes. I love it. I'll Absolutely. have to make a stop up there. I don't make it up to Minnesota very often. Yeah, I know. I needed a little sign. Have guns and beauty products. We'll exactly. travel. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Crystal. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if uh, you like this episode, we'd love it if you gave us a um, subscription and rating on iTunes. And also you can give us a follow at not your average gun girls on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at style me tactical from there. You'll get to all my links, the blog and everything. And then of course, Amy at the Amy Robbins and then her wonderful concealed carry legging line at Alexo Athletica. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next week. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.